It's Barely in Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. Welcome to Barely in Topic. We've taken about a two-month break. I think it was very warranted. And I'm, of course, I am VA, and I'm here with Jeff. Howdy ho. And Tim. Hello, hello. And Nick is here with us in spirit, although he's actually down in North Carolina somewhere moving boxes and stuff. He says he likes us. Do you he believe it? Swears I mean, to it? He just got, he just has more life than the rest of us. And that's okay. It's, you know, whatever, whatever suits you, right? I'm comfortable with the amount of life I have for one. So. <laughs> oh no, I, I, I need more life. I, I am, I am pathetic. <laughs> In all seriousness, it's nothing to do with Nick having a life. Nick's parents sold the house he grew up in, and he's helping them move. But <laughs> no, I think it's good for him. It's good to say goodbye. But, you know, I just – someday we will have Nick back here. He did send us some some responses to questions we put to him, so that was good. I hope you didn't cheat. <laughs> Nobody I mean, said he sent us the email, so I've read them. <laughs> yeah, you weren't supposed to read, read them. You weren't supposed to read them. Well, I blew them. Uh, uh. You probably could have chosen a better color there, but I like what you're going for there, Tim. (laughs) You blew them? Wow, Tim, you must have really liked them. (laughs) Well, I definitely agreed with some of it, so. I got to tell you, okay, I've spent the summer watching RuPaul's Drag Race, and I'm not anywhere near finished because right now we're only in season two of um, the All-Stars which is great because I have some really favorite drag queens now and it's fantastic. But I'm just trying to say that that kind of humor is something I hear every day. <laughs> Fine, I'll play tug of war with you. I can, I can multitask. Well. <laughs> the dog walked I wonder... over the rope. What was I going to do? Say no. No, I was going <laughs> to say, I wonder what he's going to play tug of war with. <laughs> Yes, we're here to talk about the Bruins, and we have this last episode before the official start of Season 7, which will happen in a couple of weeks, to talk about things. So, wow, I just, I'm out of practice. I'm so sorry. I'm out of practice, and I'm trying to uh, get my head together for this, but we'll we'll make it through the show. I, I promise. So, we've had a couple of months of some news... Honestly, I, Bruins cleaned up their their offseason work really fast. I just want to point out, first of all, because I like to point out when I'm right. So let's just take a moment to indulge me in being right. What did I say about Chris Kelly? Come on, guys. What did I say? I, Chris I Kelly genuinely was- don't remember, but I'm assuming based on what you're going, based on your framing, that it will be that he will be an assistant coach. Yes. Well, he is an assistant coach. He's been on the bench. I saw him very briefly on camera um, yesterday. Yes, yes. Um, I was like, hey, it's Chris Kelly. And Glenn's like, what? (laughs) Now I know with Jack Studnika on the ice wearing 23, it's very easy to get confused. But no, I swear, um, Chris Kelly, I was right. I said Chris Kelly. I've heard that Chris Kelly was going to ascend over Langenbrunner. 
go over into the coaching ranks. And he did. And then I said also, oh, I've heard that Adam McQuaid has a job in player coordination if he wants to. And what did he do? He took over Chris Kelly's job as the player development coordinator. There we go. Uh, I'm going to assume this is why the team lost Leach. Was they already, because they must have already known, because remember, Leach left like two days after Pandolfo left, right? In advance of Pandolfo leaving, they must have already been planning on Kelly becoming a coach, because otherwise, why would they have like not offered the exact same position to Jay Leach that he ended up taking in Seattle? (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, the way it's framed, Jay Leach, after Pandolfo made his exit, Leach could have had the job, but then he just went to Seattle right away. Which is interesting because it would have been the same job. They were both assistantships, right? But Right. Well, I can't I can't, I can't imagine they didn't or they weren't going to offer it to Leach. Haxtell's a terrible coach, so like being his assistant is like express line to be having a chance of at least an interim head coaching job. Because That's Haxtell's exactly what awful. I was gonna say. Yeah. Also I his think... eyes are too small for his face. He's alarming to look at. Like I really don't like it. like seeing him on TV, it's like <laughs> I, I, I think we had some conversation about this because we when when they hired Haxtell, we were all like, huh? And it's like, well, Jay Leach is definitely gonna get that job. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, I I just want to point that out. I also want to point out one more thing that I was right about. Okay. This is important to probably no one but me. Okay. Baby Carlo. Baby Carlo was born before the season started. I said September, October. I couldn't tell by the way the picture was. She was born September 2nd. Her name is Ren. She's adorable. Dogs are really pumped to be older siblings. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Winnie and Emmylou are good big sisters. They already are. Um, So uh, that's great. I'm I'm very happy about that. See, I I just want to point out where I'm right. Right away. I was right about those three things. And now I will continue to be wrong about everything else from now on. Well, there's something else we were right about. All of us said pretty much right off the bat that, like, once Gretchen announced he was going to check that there was no fucking scenario he was coming back this season. And, like, all comments we've heard from every approximately everyone involved since then have said that. And yet so many fans and even media members seem to hold on to this meth-addled meth delusion he's coming back this season. Meanwhile, Gretchen's house in Charlestown is now on the market. Uh, no, it's been sold, honey. It's been oh, sold. Oh, oh, that was sold. Okay, I thought that was the list. That was the initial listing. No, okay. I believe the amount they were asking for three point nine 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 million, and the final off um price that it was sold for was four point zero four four million. Um, it was on. Ready? It was on TMZ, bitches. TMZ, TMZ Sports had that as a headline this morning. I looked at it. I read it. I went, holy crap. Sorry. Okay. It's, yes. Yes. He anyway, sold it. Anyway, Gritchie is now at this point just tearing the, the check extra league of him from limb. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't have the current totals, uh, but I just remembered, like, basically – just take the amount of games that he's played and add one, and that's his goal count. 
also there was like a, I think recently there was a game he, he played against Yager's team. Yager was playing because Yager actually playing is a very inconsistent thing these days. He's still an active player, but like plays maybe a third of the season. And Pukanich, it was like an all sorts of like you know Czech homecoming game. <laughs> uh, just beat Pukanich. And I hate Pukanich so much. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, his fucking turtlenecks. Like, ugh. Anyway, I hope that um, Krejci skated circles around them and um, bashed a couple. Of I mean, Krejci's not fast. Krejci's not fast, but like Yager at this point is positively glacial, and well, I just totally like cross-checked my my Pekanich in the throat because he kind of deserves that most of the time. Okay, so Krejci in eight games has seven goals and five assists. What? Jesus fucking Christ! Wait, he's wait, wait. Off, he's off the pace that he was setting. Oh my god! And he's yes. also like. Scoring goals at a higher rate than than his than assists. Dave Krejci, David Krejci, huh? Weird. Also, Czech league, though. No. Yeah, he's playing like they in the AHL, category. right? <laughs> Less. ECHL, huh? Uh, that's probably the more appropriate comparison. Yeah. Oh my god! As far as as far as like um, in terms of Euro leagues, the the KHL, the, the um uh, Liga. The SHL and arguably even the the the, the um, NLA, the Swiss League, are all above the extra league in terms of caliber. It's uh, comparable to the 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 DEL, the German league. Might even Ooh. be below that. Ooh. Oh, I think it's got to be above the DEL. No, I don't think so. It beats it managed to beat it managed to beat out like the Austrian league and the Slovak extra league, which are not really like. Terribly competitive leagues. Hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. I do someday want to go to uh, to Mannheim, Mannheim, and see the Adler uh, play. But you know, someday it'll be fine. By the way, I was um, <laughs> uh, my husband's watching the the Heather's for the first time. Uh, this is a movie that I have watched. A lot in my life, but mostly earlier in my life, okay? Uh, because I was like 16 when it came out. But anyway, there is this one moment where, what's his name, uh, pulls out the bullet and he says it's an Ishluga. Uh, oh, he doesn't say it that well. Ishluga uh, bullet. And I said, I lie. It's an I lie bullet. So, by the way, that was my German moment of the day. I mean, assuming it's Christian Slater, of course he pronounces it poorly. I can't imagine that man can even kind of handle German words. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I don't expect everybody to to be able to pronounce these things very well, but you know, um, he starts off by saying to to Veronica, "Do do you speak German?" He, she's like, "No, I speak French, or I take French." And he's like, "Oh, okay. Well, these are Ishluga bullets." And I'm like, "Oh, I lie," and I didn't know that when I was 16. But anyway, moving on. All right. Yeah, so David Krejci is happy back in the Czech League. He sold his house here. You know, I think David's just going to come back and visit from time to time and say, hey, how you doing? And I don't think he's going to play for the Bruins again. And we all right now have to really prepare for the fact that uh, we're going to have like one member of that 2011 team left on this Bruins team, potentially starting next year yeah 
I think the, the bigger thing, like that, 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 there's a longer term concern to be having there, but in the immediate term, I'm just like, again, I mean, we're, we've always been, you know, big David Krejci people here, but like, I think even it's going to be alarming to see what a Krejci list Bruins actually look like. Don't get me wrong. I have a feeling that Taylor Hall and Craig Smith complement each other one enough that it might not matter who's in between them that much. Right. You know, sort of a uh, sort of as long as the center can skate, you can you, you roll Patchy already and, uh, and and Mark Stone together and it seems to get things done. It doesn't matter that their center is Chandler fucking Stevenson. But but also I will point out that um, neither of them are neither Hall nor um, uh, Smith are up to the caliber of either of their counterparts on that anal- analogous line. So, <laughs> well, you know what? <laughs> I've been thinking about this a lot because obviously like all I've had all summer to just kind of like stew on all of this. Um, I am sad about, well, not, I'm more than sad about Creechie leaving. I understand. And, and mostly I have this point of view of like, well, this is what happens when you give him like almost 10 years of no wingers. And it's like, oh, if he had one winger, he didn't have another one. You know, he didn't have a complete line. And you finally get the pieces together. And he's like, look, you know what? You had your time. Uh, I I want to go do this other thing now. And I don't blame him at all for leaving and doing that. That's a lifelong dream. We kind of knew it could happen. And it it is happening. And it's, I, I just feel like, I'm not sure if, Don Sweeney didn't know it was going to happen or if he just strung us along. I don't know. But I feel like this is just kind of like they should have done better by him. Fine. Okay. Now we've got Taylor Hall. Now we've got Craig Smith. And and trust me, they look great. They're, they're doing fine in preseason action. This is like the first real preseason for Craig Smith. Uh, again, and, and stylistically, the two of them really do complement each other, like underrated well. So right. we'll see. Right. Right. So, you know, I I um I think that the you have a a very motivated Taylor Hall. Uh you uh, Craig Smith is just going to take shots from wherever. It's fine. Craig's very motivated. going to keep on Craig Smithing. It's what he does. Yeah. It's what he's done for a decade. And I'm going to tell you <laughs> one thing right now, if we can have two really active lines, that's going to be great, but I you know, it's when those things where as, as much as I I love Corrali, and we've got uh Thomas Noshek, who's like basically going like, hey, I can be the fourth line, whatever. You've got Eric Haula, because I will not say Hala, because I, I know that that's not how it's pronounced in Finnish. Haula. Eric Haula is going to to go and uh, and get net front a lot. Uh, that's what I've seen so and, far in the games. Uh, well, well, that's something about the reviews I've been reading about the Kellas. I'm learning a lot about Hala as a player. I'm like, this might be a really savvy signing, even if his numbers haven't been good in a few years. Yeah, I I think it might be a situational thing for him. Maybe he just wasn't in good situations. I mean, the Preds weren't that great last year. Let's admit it. And he was both injured and an awful fit in in Carolina. And when he was in and during his brief stint in, in Florida, they didn't actually want him. He was a he was a cap move on the Trocheck trade trade, right? So Right, right. So <laughs> so basically it's like this is a redemption tour for him. You have Noshek who's got his first two year deal in I don't know how long because it's like he kept playing for one year deals with the, the Golden Knights and he was like, How much more do I have to prove? Well, 
he's with the Bruins now, so he's got some time to develop chemistry, but he does not seem to be worried about that because he's like, I will take all the shots. Look at all these danger areas. I will take all the shots. And he took seven Honestly, shots in no that one game. Noshik and, and Lazar on the fourth line, I'm excited about. Yeah, yeah. so, you know, not to get too far ahead of ourselves. I'm just saying, like, I I know that I have a tendency to become very sentimental and attached to certain players. But right now, I'm excited about what these new pieces that I had no clue about that I wasn't super excited about before. I like them. And you know what? Can I just say something about Nick Foligno? That guy can use his butt and his backside to keep guys from getting the puck that, that he's trying to handle. I'm like, he's pulling a Yager, and I'm like, I like that. I my, like my lone concern there is, like, can he keep up with, with Ella and DeBrusque? Both of whom are extraordinary skaters, and, well, Felino's not exactly a speedy fella. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll see, because we, we, we haven't seen a ton of them playing together in, in, in preseason games yet, right? Yesterday was the first time all three of them were in, I think. DeBrusque was not in yesterday. Okay, so yeah, we've yet to see all three uh, actually, of them on the ice in action Yeah, yet. Uh, Felino wasn't in e- either, I don't think. Um, I don't, I, I watched... I watched most of that game yesterday and I don't remember seeing, I know that DeBrusque wasn't in it and I, I did not see Felino. So, but anyway, what, what I'm, whoa, well, let's talk about Jake DeBrusque. He's been a little bit on fire. I love it. This is what we need. You it's know? preseason, but yes. Honestly, I mean, I'm happy to see it. One thing that's been really irritating me lately about the DeBrusque discourse is there's a lot of erasure among, even among people that should know better about the fact that he's, his badness wasn't just last season and it extended not just into the bubble, but into a significant portion of the season before too, which is fine and all. I don't care because if he, if he bounces back, he bounced back. I'm just like, why have we like, just like memory holds the fact that it wasn't just last season. Uh, because it makes for a better story. If he comes back this season has a good season. Well, you see, I disagree with that. The fact, the fact that he, he was bad longer and comes back makes it a better story, in my opinion. Same, yeah. It's, you it, was, it, wasn't it's, just, it wasn't just COVID. This is a legit bounce back as opposed to, okay, it was one bad one, one season with extraordinary circumstances. Like, well, no, no, he was bad for most of the season before COVID, too. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I mean, the before times, nobody's going to remember the before times. Well, they should. And we're here to remind them. He was bad in 2019. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's been, he really hasn't been good since his first year, <laughs> you know, and then he was good no, in the playoffs. His, his, his big season, his season was 18-19, yeah, the, 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 the um, uh, finals run year was his good year, that was his, you know, 27 goals, but like, much like Lucic's 30 goals, there's a lot of empty netters in there. <laughs> was that the, that was the year that Kadri like, hit him really bad, right? Yes. You know, I'll be honest with you. He just didn't seem right after that. So I don't know. I look. Do you think that anybody's ever going to be like, hey, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe Jake DeBrusque was a little screwed up in the head because of like, oh, I don't know, a head hit, and he played poorly for a season or two after that because he couldn't get his brain back together, and then COVID hits and he doesn't play well there, and then finally, oh, maybe he's gonna find he's gonna play well again. You know, I to me, that's, think better that. not, that's better narrative than the one that's building right now, even though they're Same. very similar. Yeah, yeah. But, no, but no, but but nobody's going to want to go with like the whole head hit thing. You know how it is. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, you would think that the media would glom onto that. But, but, but anyway, even people that with a history of knowing better, people that I remember acknowledging that he was playing badly in 1920, are are still like pretending like it was just last season now. I'm not going to name them by names. Not, they're not necessarily media figures. And I'm just like, what, what the fuck happened here? I don't know. You know, sometimes um, I, I think it's a, it's a case of one, you don't want to accept the truth about a player. And two, sometimes you just look at numbers and you don't actually regard how they they played from game and, to game. And, and I guess there is the factor of that. Maybe I'm just trying to defend my my longstanding position of a of a, of a debrusque skeptic that goes well before recent struggles. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. And like it's, it's on the podcast. You can go back and find it. I've been a debrusque skeptic for a very long time. <laughs> I think there are a lot of people out there who love Jake DeBrusque for the personality that he is. I love okay. the concept of Jake DeBrusque. Yeah, you don't you don't sense. necessarily buy into what people do and what people are like. So it's like you don't see the Jake DeBrusque that's on the Bruins Academy stuff. You don't see the Jake DeBrusque that might be in the Behind the Bee stuff. You know. Well, you see, I, I want no part of any of those things. I don't watch right. them. I don't care. Right. <laughs> there, there are lots of people who take Jake DeBrusque as the whole thing, right? So it's like, so it's Jake DeBrusque who does all of that that media stuff and does the good work with the kids, and then you know he, uh, you know, he's a likable guy. You know, he's kind of cute. He's he's got a great fun celebration, you know, but we saw him just not cutting it on the second line. You know, we saw him being cut from games like sat on the ninth floor eating nachos. Um, You know, we've seen him struggle even when he was sat to come back. We've seen all of that stuff. Okay, so it's like, you know, you have to take it all in. You can't just be like, I really like Jake DeBrusque. So therefore, I'm ignoring everything except what I like, you know, and we choose to look at Jake DeBrusque as, well, he should be a second liner. He's not a second liner. Okay, Uh, and what the fuck has he been doing since 2018, 2019? Now, you can sit there and you can go, well, the COVID shortened season. Well, what? That That's not an excuse for everybody. Or, you know, the the, uh, the season they put on after the COVID, th- uh, you know, right in the middle of COVID, I guess we'll say. And I don't know. I, I think people find convenient uh, benchmarks to to uh, to tell their narrative. Um, so so basically, this is all I can say. Yeah. Right now, Jake DeBrus looks awesome in the preseason. I want him to keep that up. I hope he does. Who else has been looking awesome is uh, is Jack Stidnica. And this is going to make things very interesting. He's got 15 more pounds, baby. 15 more pounds of meat on him. And I, and I read about his like um, uh, training and dietary regime that he put on this 15 pounds. Like He did this fucking right. Did he hire a nutritionist like Nathan McKinnon who lives with him? Not quite like that because Nathan McKinnon's clearly a mental patient. Um, but he was like going to the, the guy the, the guy at Foxborough that worked with more than a few Boston athletes before. I can't remember his name. Oh, and not Alex Guerrero. Much- no. Okay. Because that guy is... No, 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 not, not Brady's crazy person. No. Okay. No, Brady's <laughs> crazy person's chilling on the sidelines in Tampa. 
Okay. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so all right. Some guy who I don't know about. Cause... So he was like going there every morning. He's, he was like, you know, wake up, have a protein shake and some eggs. Go meet up with the with this guy in Foxborough. Lift. Go have second breakfast because apparently he's also a hobbit. Um, <laughs> and then go. Uh, <laughs> And then, and then, then, and then was going to um, um to, to to warrior to you know to do skate work with Kim Branvold, more meals, more workouts, etc., etc., etc. A very protein and muscle building heavy weight gain. Well, that's good. And second breakfast is good because breakfast food is the best food. <laughs> <laughs> And like he was able to enjoy things because apparently his second breakfast frequently involved bacon, which I'm just like, oh, okay, cool. So like you can you know be a pro athlete and still th- and still enjoy things that taste like food as opposed to whatever it is that whatever bird food it is. It is the char that char eats these days. <laughs> oh boy, we are just oh. Yeah, I know. I'm just dropping like unnecessary shade everywhere for no reason. I don't know. I'm in a mood. <laughs> <sighs> All tea, all shade. (laughs) (laughs) That's a RuPaul's Drag Racer. Like, no tea, no shade. All tea, all shade. There we go. All tea, all shade. That's Jeff. (laughs) Um, Let's talk about Zidane Ochara really quickly. He has re-signed with the Islanders. And they have not really revealed, or at least they hadn't revealed the the uh, the terms of this contract. Assuming it's a one year, I was really hoping. Oh, yeah. Were you hoping that it was like a one day deal? That was just like one day, just retire. There's no way the Bruins are going to let him do that. Like he's going to get the yeah. this one deal. When he gets the one deal contract. It's going to be with Boston. Yeah, it's got to be because that's where he did. The captaincy is the team that he was the cup. The team he led fearlessly for what? What was he here? Thirteen years? Fourteen? Yes. Like fuck. Yeah. Well, I, I was just thinking about it that way, not like hoping, like you know, definitely retire with them. It was more of a, I don't want to play against you anymore. <laughs> I don't want to see you in another jersey. I, I, I it hurts. It hurts. But yeah, I, I don't understand. How am I looking at their cap friendly? And there's like numerous pay- players that are apparently like guaranteed roster spots on that team that, as far as cap friendly knows, don't have contracts. This is not just Chara, but also Parise, yep. Dal Cole, and apparently Corey Schneider because like apparently he must have like dirt on Lou or something. Oh, poor Corey Schneider. It's. Just not happening for him. But yeah, yeah, I, I wondered about that myself. So that's going to be an interesting thing to see how that shakes out in the next week or two. And why? Is I mean, well, that has, that has to fix for the uh, roster deadline, right? I mean, you would hope so. Oh, it has no, to. No, no, there's no way they, they can't. They literally can't. Like, yeah. basically, like, either there's a contract or they're on PTOs and are going to be released at that point. We know it's not the latter, so... Yeah, we're going to find out just before the season starts, when, when we have to. Um, but it's going to be interesting like, to see like, how they shake like, things up. But like, I understand they've got some like cap fuckery they got to deal with. Because like they got to wait till they can put Boychuk on LTIR, and like there's other oh, and there's and there's other guys on one way contracts that they're going to have to waive, like um uh, like Thomas Hickey. But like this this contract without details, what in the actual fuck is this? Like, 
I understand the league's terrified of Lou Lamoriello. Most people should be. There are definitely people buried in the swamp in North Jersey because of him. But I think you should be freaking paranoid and and frightened of people from Johnson, Rhode Island. Okay. That would be Lou Lamoriello and Noel Achari. And probably others that I just—I mean, at least Noel Chari right probably look you in the eyes and explain to you why he's why he's about to destroy you. Whereas Lou, whereas Lou, you'll just hear him cackling in the distance as you like meet your untimely fate and don't know why or why, why or how. <laughs> and they're from upstate they're not, Rhode not Island. Not Italian. <laughs> I was going to say like um, uh, they're 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 they're, they're from the the, the uh, Buddy Sancy school of Rhode Islander. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's the best school of Rhode Island. <laughs> you really, yeah. you really, you should listen to, you should listen to Anchored. I'm telling you, it's a fun podcast. It's a lot of Rhode Island history. It's some current events of Rhode Island. It's so fun. And it's by people who are not originally from Rhode Island, but they chose to live there. You should listen to it, Jeff. It's fun. It's a fun podcast. Okay. I mean, like, that was one thing I loved about the early seasons of, like, Family Guy, because there was all sorts of, like, very specific Rhode Island humor in there. But only those first three seasons after the relaunch, it went away completely. But that initial run, like, Seth MacFarlane couldn't couldn't contain himself, and it was stuff that only people from Rhode Island had any hope of getting. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I I remember. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I remember very well. Anyway... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, you weren't happy but apparently <laughs> you know i mean there's 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 fun stuff about rhode island there's like paying homage to it and then there's like being in on the joke with everybody else but the rhode islander like you know we're we're be we're the butt of the joke i think so it's like so you have to have a thicker skin well, I than i he's have kicking himself in the nuts on this one like he's, he's he's very proudly a rhode islander and there's not you know not a lot of those. He's from Connecticut. What, really? Okay, I can he, see why he'd want to be a Rhode Islander because he's from fucking Connecticut, but um He's from Connecticut and he went to RISD. So there you go. Oh, he's one of those. So assuming he got <laughs> Okay, so assuming he graduated from RISD, because not everybody does. I mean, look at the talking heads. Did not graduate from RISD. Anyway. Assuming he graduated from RISD, he has a degree from Brown. So there's just so much. There's so much that you can just sit there and just be like, really, Seth? Really? Yeah. So it's like if if Seth McFarlane were truly from Rhode Island, I would be like, oh, yeah, this is fun. It's great. See, I'd always assumed he was because I couldn't fathom someone who wasn't from Rhode Island, you know, leaning so hard into so many Rhode Islandisms. But okay. Besides the fact that Rhode Island so is neat. freaking it's so, awesome, it's so absurd, right? <laughs> yep. Oh no, no, no. To live in Rhode Island is to embrace the absurd. <laughs> it is. Again, it's a state thirty miles across that people complain about driving fifteen minutes anywhere. <laughs> I yes. And like when I lived there, it was legit the thing. I remember, like you know, okay, yes, we lived in, in Richmond, and it was apparently, and it was apparently a big deal to visit my to, to visit my aunt and my cousins in Cumberland. Oh my god, that's 
so freaking out of the way. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I'm not even sure. We're still on the mainland part of it. We're not even like in the inconvenient parts of the damn state there. Not like you. <laughs> <laughs> Geographically speaking, it's subjectively inconvenient <laughs> from the from mainland Rhode Island. Yes. I grew up <laughs> on an island and I'm very proud mm-hmm. of that. many people don't realize it's an island you have to take a bridge or a ferry to get off that island and there's not just one bridge there's one two three there's at least three bridges and one ferry i mean one one route requires multiple bridges to take that route correct um Uh, um, well i mean you gotta go if you're going from mainland oh yeah yeah. gotta cross twice right 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 because (laughs) Here's the kicker. You're going from mainland to one island and then going from that island onto the other island. So you have to take two bridges from the mainland. If you're going 138, you have to go over to Jamestown or Connecticut. And then you have to go to Aquidneck Island, which you will land in Newport if you you go that way. So, yes, yes. I mean, yeah. I mean, I was just talking about getting off the uh, of Aquidneck Island. You have to take one of three bridges. Um, it doesn't matter which one you, you take. It just depends on whether or not you want to pay a toll. Um, so oddly enough, the, the bridge um, that I grew up with, uh, one of the toll bridges uh, when I was growing up is now no longer a toll bridge. But the one of the bridges that was no longer a toll bridge, I'm not sure if it's actually a toll bridge right now. So, yeah. So anyway, yes, you're right. You're you're technically correct. <laughs> <laughs> it is inconvenient. That's kind of correct. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. But of course it is Rhode Island and honestly not very little is actually inconvenient because it is Rhode Island. When I lived in Ontario, I lived in a city with a larger geographical area than the state. So Oh, was it Sudbury? Canada has bigger? this thing where it's city, well, Halifax too, technically. Canada's got this thing where a lot of the cities amalgamate and absorb like the entire freaking county they're in. Oh, huh. So there's parts of Halifax County that are like the better part of like an hour and a half drive from the city. Like, oh my. Unlike, unlike country roads and highways. Oh, wow. Wow. And I thought, excuse me, taking a, a subway ride from Midtown Manhattan down to, to Brooklyn was a lot. Oh yeah, in Sudbury, I think you're looking at you're looking at depending on the bias on the angle you go at, you're looking at maybe an hour forty five across the uh, municipality. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, I mean, I feel like we saw so little of Sudbury, but we saw the very specific things we came to see, which were the big nickel <laughs> and the smokestacks. <laughs> that's uh, that's a real looker. <laughs> hey, we saw the Eiffel Tower antenna from a distance. So it's all a cement plant because nothing makes sense any sense in that place. I, I, all I know is that we were entranced by it, but we, we were short on time. You know how long I lived in Sudbury before I knew what that was about? I lived in Sudbury for seven and a half years total. It was six years before I found out what the fuck that was. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> that is that's a lot. Okay. <laughs> We have to move on. <laughs> Let's get back to some of this other news here that I've written down, kind of, sort of. Okay. Uh, yeah, so Jack Studnika is... With new Bruins, we have new numbers. 
And it's good that we're talking about this with Jeff walking away because at some point we're going to play a numbers game and Jeff's not going to know any of the numbers and it's going to be great. But but Tim is going to get the get the uh, numbers read to him and he's going to to memorize them right now if he hasn't already. So Nick Foligno did the incredibly creative thing and he used to wear 71. That was his number. But Taylor Hall is wearing 71 for some reason. Don't know why. We'll find out someday. And so Nick Foligno decided to do the incredibly creative thing and he reversed the, the digits. So now he's wearing 17. Uh, Derek Forbort, who I can't, it's hard for me to say his name. His name is Forbort, not Forbert. I keep calling him Forbert. Forbort. He's wearing 28, which was last worn by Andre Kaja, who is now with the Maple Leafs and he's dead to me forever. Eric Haula is wearing 56, which is a number he's worn all across the place. So that's fun. Thomas Noshek is playing 92, wearing 92, which is also another number that he wore, especially in Vegas. And Linus Ulmark is wearing 35, which is the same number he wore up in Buffalo. So fun. Those are your new uh, jersey numbers. And of course, you know, it looks like right now we have Linus Ulmark, who, oh God, he's looked rough in the preseason. I hope that's just the yips, because if that's... I don't want to, some of the goals that he's letting in, I'm just like, no, please don't. And, you know, we have Jeremy Swayman, of course. New, uh, main Black Bear great. Main Black Bear great, indeed. I think Omar will be fine. I, <clears throat> I'm i not really worried about him. I, I agree with the notion that he just needs reps. Um, I forgot who said it. I think it was, um, I think it was Bruce said that he just needs reps. And I, I agree with that. I think he's going to be fine. I've actually, every year I try to pick a player or two to kind of just in, just cheer for full bore without with reckless abandonment and all that stuff. <laughs> and I've decided this year it's going to be um, Linus Ulmark and Eric Howla. So I've decided those two just... They're my. They're the. They're the new goats. They're gonna do everything perfectly fine. Yeah, those are the. Those are my guys this year that I've decided to uh, go all in on. Um, doesn't always work out when I go all in on someone, um, as we well know. Seldom, Tim. Seldom, Tim. <laughs> but, but I'm hoping that Haula and Ulmark uh, break the break break that uh i guess it's a curse but also yeah. i i mean look you know were you rooting for like uh jonas kapinen or whatever the hell his name the guy that we ended up calling fourth alignment and he just was not really that good i mean come on yeah you're, you're at least picking people who will be on the roster so that's yeah. a great improvement you know it it is it's it's definitely an improvement there have been some missteps over the years you know combining Svedberg and <laughs> Jimmy Jimmy Hayes oh rest in peace rest Jimmy in Hayes. peace but i was the first conductor of the Jimmy Mays Hayes uh train and that just didn't really leave the station but it's it, 
hopefully this year it's it's a little different it's a new year i'm gonna tell you what i told you probably a million times now i've told everybody it is easy to root for stars do you think it takes anything to root for Sidney crosby or even patrice bergeron i mean i think it's like when we say who's your favorite bruin you might give a different answer but everybody knows that your first answer is patrice bergeron because that's how it goes Right, which is what, which makes Brad a little bit of an anomaly, because he's a star, but like it actually takes it's a little bit of a chore sometimes to to root for Brad. <laughs> right, I, I because sometimes he does he does some of the bad Brad Marchand thing, and like, well, that's when you yell at the TV, <laughs> bad Brad, bad Brad, don't do that. <laughs> I would like MVP Brad, not asshole Brad. Thank you. <laughs> right, right, right. But I, what I'm trying to say is it's very easy to root for stars. It's not easy to to pick somebody down the lineup and be like, I like that guy. You know what I mean? So it's like, so you've picked Eric Howla as your guy down the lineup, but he's going to be playing. Oh, he's going to be playing. And you've picked Ulmark, who is, he's also going to be playing. You know, I'm just, I'm a little worried about him because I've seen him in preseason. I know he'll shake it out, but I just, ugh, you know what I mean? You When you see it, you're just like, you can't shake it right now. You know, I mean, for me, let, let's put it this way. I lost another one of my boys. I had three boys and now I only have one boy. My boys to boys who is now just playing with some BDE, some big daddy energy. He is, he is. He got a goal the other night which is amazing to me, you know, I just, I did not expect that, but that was great. But, you know, I'm always looking for other boys. Who else can be my boy? I don't know. I haven't figured it out, but I have stuck with that boy as a boys for a long time. Now, one thing I'll say about Tim's choices of uh, his, uh, his guy in given years, he doesn't, he picks guys down the lineup, but he doesn't pick the usual guys down the lineup, you know? Oh, yeah. Very unique choices, Tim. I applaud you on that. Usually the down the lineup guys that fans pick are the violent ones, and that's not uh, Tim's way. Or the cute ones. I- I'm saying, just as a woman, I'm guilty of it myself. I mean, but like you also like to like Nolachari, and he's like all of the above, also Rhode Island. Oh, my God. I'm always going to root for the Rhode Islander. Come on. any rhode islander i'm gonna root for them it's just how it is unless they're a complete and utter asshole i'm always gonna pick that Rhode Islander. yeah i'm really just i'm still kind of cheesed at the um uh, that it was the preds that did um uh, that drafted gunner will fontaine rather than boston also because he's got a fucking awesome name yeah i know come on man maybe he'll get traded to us you never know Don Sweeney wants to bring all the boys. I don't, I don't even. I don't even know if the guy's going to be in NHL. Or he probably isn't. But like with a name like that, holy fuck, you got to give it a shot. Also, Rhode Island. Right. Exactly. Come on. Uh, but so and so anyway, we all have our our different people that we're going to root for, and and that's fine. Jeff, what? Who are you going to root for? You never tell us these things. You you you've been a little bit sad since Tory Krug went away, and then Don, Danton Heinen and Anders <sighs> Bjork and. I don't know who else. Again, a lot of these guys, like, they left at the right time. Like, so, like I, I'm not bitter about the Heinen thing anymore. And, like, Anders Bjork, like, well, it just didn't work out, you know? He's going to be a star in Sabres land. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, like, I can think of any, any number of really offensive analogies to what that consists of, but okay. It's going to be the new captain. <laughs> Sorry. 
Honestly, like I, 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 uh, I don't know. Like I honestly don't know, what, like, 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 who I really want to be fighting for here at this point. Well, I mean, I, I can't. So much of this team's depth is new, right? I know, I know, and I, I know it hurts when you've been on on somebody for a long time and they are not there anymore. I, I know what that feels like too. Like, like if they, you know, you know, as a as a dummy run tried resigning Kasha, I would have been all in. I'm, a, I'm I'm traumatized that like I want this guy to succeed, but he's also a leaf now. Oh, he's dead to me. I yeah. Mm, yeah. No. Also, it's kind of funny. Like his, his production is not coming back because like he's on the Leafs, which means he's the third right wing. Because he's always going to be playing behind Marner and Elander. So they have other lines other than the top two. I mean, like we should talk, but still. I mean, like they have bodies. Yeah. Um, it looks like he's going to be playing with like David Kampf as his center, and like um, Kampf's record in uh, in in Chicago is not one of you know producing stuff. So, good luck with that, Andres. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, Jeff, I want you to think on this. I want you to have a special guy to root for. You know. Again, I just have no. I don't have a strong enough opinion on anyone down the roster to be to pick this, and it's like, um, but like. I mean, like I can. It's not going to get. I have to. I have to give some thought. All right. Watch well, some games. Figure out well, who I really want to pull for. Like again, there's guys like Nick Foligno that are like who's one of the easiest guys in the league to cheer for. I'm just like that's not really my style, though. <laughs> oh, I love that Felino's on this team. I, I really. Oh, like I'm. That. I'm excited about it, but I'm just like that's that's not. He's um uh, not uh, your usual suspect for my guy, right? By any means. Yeah, I don't know what your usual suspects t- tend to be defensemen. I'm just like, I'm just like, okay, it's like, uh, I mean, like Grizz feels like a, he feels like a low effort pick here. And I don't know if I trust Riley yet or not. I like a lot of his game. Yep. I'm just like, I, I need to see more of you before I decide if I trust you, dude. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Well, oh, okay. Well, you, you watch, you figure it out. That's okay. I mean, like, you have Craig Smith, who, like, even when he wasn't doing swell at the beginning of last season, I stood by him every moment. But, like, he's still awfully low-hanging fruit. <laughs> ah, no, I don't think so. Craig Smith is a fine pick. He wasn't expected to be second-line right wing, and he just ascended to it. And it's a fine pick. You don't have to pick third and fourth liners. You can pick whoever. You know, I'm just saying. Because again, it, like I, it's still underrated. Like I was really excited about that signing last year. It was just so buried under other departures. Yes, yes, time, right? it's it's fine. It's fine. If Craig Smith's your guy, Craig Smith's your guy. It doesn't matter where he is on the roster. All right, so let's talk about something else. We we were wondering whether the NHL was going to go back to the Olympics. It turns out they are. They are. Yes. And Bruce Cassidy is an assistant coach on Team Canada. They've already met in Banff. Banff. Which I find interesting that he, that, that I mean, maybe it's because Sweeney's on the um, uh, on the management team for, for Canada. Because, like, um, Cassidy's an American now. He naturalized. Because, like, he, he, he um, uh, naturalized in time to be able to vote last year. Did he? <laughs> I did not know that. Well, yeah. I think it's just um, he's a good old Canadian boy, eh? At heart. Um, and uh, even though he's an American citizen now, uh, maybe he has dual citizenship, does he? 
He would, yeah. No one can require you to, to to surrender citizenship if you naturalize. Countries don't. Most countries don't tend to like you naturalizing, but there's nothing they can do. But, but there's nothing they can do about it. <laughs> this is relevant information for someone in my position, for example. Yes. Yes, I I, I understand. Oh, America's so mad at you. Oh. Well, I mean, I'm not naturalized here. I mean, I, I'm not landed yet. That's you know soon, hopefully. But anyway. Um, <laughs> Well, they're mad at you in in spirit and in the future, so uh, yeah. So the, so the Olympics are happening, and that's pretty exciting. And I think did we talk about how like there's a huge gap in the schedule in February? <laughs> the Bruins will play the Kraken at home, and then they will play their next game against the Kraken on like uh, February twenty fourth or so. All I know is. I'm going to one of those games. So we spent a stupid amount of money and it was talked about while my husband was drunk at an Oktoberfest. And then he was still drunk. When Isn't that home. more or less exactly how you are spending money like this on events? Is, uh, is, 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 um, uh, is Glenn gets drunk? <laughs> if you're asking how we got Super Bowl tickets once, it did involve my husband becoming inebriated. <laughs> <laughs> And he said to me at the time when we were talking about this last Saturday, he said, you know, that was like the best way to do this for me to get drunk. And we ordered the tickets. And I'm like, yeah, well, you ordered the tickets. You didn't tell me about them. And then I kind of found out. And then I was like, oh, OK. Um, yeah. So that's exactly how we got Super Bowl tickets. My husband got drunk and we got Super Bowl tickets. So my husband got drunk. We got tickets to see the Kraken in Seattle. It all works out. I love the idea of going the first year. If you can, you do it. You know, it's fine. I would go back to Vegas again. That was fun. Uh, game. I mean, Bruins played like crap in that game. But, you know, it was a fun experience. So I'm looking forward to this I mean, of course, experience. the Bruins lost to Malcolm Subban, right? Yep. Yep. And and um, what's his name? Uh, Colin. Miller. Miller. Oh. Yeah, I forgot his last name. <laughs> He's only got like one of the two, three or four most generic English la- English language last names out there. Colin Miller was the po- poster boy. Brown, Smith and uh... <laughs> yes, and they're all uh, yes. And Miller actually comes from M- Mueller, and Smith comes from Schmidt. And yes, yes, I get it. I know. Um, but I just I um I forgot his name. I'm sorry. He's just burned up the league so much. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, so so there's a huge gap in the schedule. Uh, apparently, you know, they were like, oh, let's just extend the All-Star break. And then, oh, the two and a half weeks for the Olympics. And then that's what's going to go on. So I'm looking forward to some great Olympic hoppy. Uh, hoppy. Let's try that again. Olympic hockey. That's going to be fun. Um, you know, uh, so it's been a while. It's been quite a while. God, it's been like... It'll be almost eight years at that point, or definitely eight years at that point since we've seen the NHL and the uh, Olympics, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, so it'll be good. It'll be very, very good. Oh, and also there's probably as many as seven Bruins playing going to the Olympics. Oh, yeah. Uh, do you think Bergie's going to make the team? Um, everything I've seen basically have Bergie and Marshy written ink as um uh as Crosby's wingers because they have out- because they have outstanding chemistry the three of them <laughs> right. I, I 
Crosby and Berge have played together at international all, all the time since antiquity. And the addition of Brad and in, um, in, in the World Cup of Coffee there was a revelation, right? So <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I I knew that Ber uh, I knew that Brad would be there, but I wasn't sure if Berge would or not. I mean, he, yeah, he definitely has to, right? It's probably his last time. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah. And then beyond that, you have almost certainly Pasta. Pasta obviously for Czech Republic. Noshik probably for Czech. Howla probably for the Finns. But that's a little more debatable. And then Omar's probably the Swedes number three. Hmm. Okay. And then of course, and then of course, McAvoy is uh, is a uh, is a uh, probably going to end up playing like with Adam Fox on the first uh, as the first pairing for, for for Team USA. <laughs> Ooh, that's going to be nice. I mean, the two of them played together since they were kids, right? So like little, <laughs> like like mites. <laughs> They played together in the development team, right? Yeah. Yep. And then uh, Adam Fox, he's the one who won the Norris, right? Yes. Ha <laughs> ha Okay. Well, whew, there we go. Look, all I know about Adam Fox is he's from somewhere in New York and he's a member of the tribe. That's all I know. And he's a defenseman for the Rangers. Those are the things I know. I The important things. The very important things. So... One last thing I want to talk about before we get to predictions, because we're going to, we always, or maybe we didn't do this last season because everything was kind of, uh, we're going to do predictions in a little bit, but I just want to talk one little thing, talk about one little thing, the COVID protocols. I don't know all of them. All I know is this, the NHL is like somewhere between 98 and 99% vaccinated. The Bruins are 100% vaccinated. And Berge said he didn't have to do anything, which is great. And the NHL has made it so that, um, you know, players who are unvaccinated, you are able to lose money and be suspended by the team if you cannot perform your duties. And those duties uh, have everything to do with traveling from cities, states, various jurisdictions, Canada, back and forth. Well, there's just it. So, like, the most, like, biggest name that is unvaccinated is um, uh, Detroit's Tyler Bertuzzi. And apparently the Wings are just like, okay, you're just not going to play against Canadian teams in Canada then. Which I'm like, I'm just really like kind of disgusted. But um, the more interesting one would have been, uh, and this there's just some news today on that, is uh, Josh Archibald with uh, Edmonton. Wasn't yeah. vaxxed, which means like, okay, so he's going to be able to play like 20% of the team's games. Not even. But he also apparently haven't contracted COVID over the summer and has rather severe myocarditis and is probably out for the season. Because, you know, if you play stupid games, you're going to win stupid fucking prizes. Yep. Yep. So that's uh, that's not great. Uh, not at all. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and, of course, you had Zach Ronaldo, uh, who was uninvited from camp. Disinvited, I guess we'll say. From uh, from Columbus Blue Jackets camp because he is unvaccinated and he spoke. At a and rally. I read right now he's cleared waivers and I don't think they're telling him. They've told him not to show up to uh, the Cleveland Monsters uh, camp either. Oh, wow. Oh, my. Well, that's something, huh? That's some Jesse Gabriel shit right there. 
Yeah, and I don't even think the Australian League's going to take you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, well, you know what? Um, Look, I get it. I, I understand that people want to have choices over their bodies. Not They don't want women to have choices over their bodies, but they want to have choices over to their own bodies and their health and whatnot. I get that. But you have to understand that when you decide you want that freedom to do that, there are consequences. Okay? There is always a consequence for everything. Free speech also has consequences. So basically, it's like, yep, you don't want to be vaccinated. There will be consequences for that. You are free to fuck around. And you are free to find out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I love fucking, I love the, he fucked around and he found out. <laughs> I love that. So, yeah. So, so basically, you know what? Uh, I mean, we all know what my opinion on this is. It's like, uh, you know, the, the side effects that we know of right now from the vaccine are so minimal um, and happens to so few people. The vaccine has been taken by I don't know how many thousands, maybe even millions of people, various vaccines. Billions. They, yeah. And uh, billions of people have not dropped dead. So guess, just get your shot. Just get shot. Well, I'm tested. It's like, oh, yes, but it's in like three billion arms nation worldwide now. So like. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Just get your shot. And, uh, you know, and I hate to say it. We still have to do some masking because there are people who aren't getting the shots. So just do what you have to do to not get this and not spread it. And there you go. And that's about all I have to say about that. I'm glad that the NHL has come down with COVID things. You know, basketball has a similar thing going on. No, considering how much of a gong show basketball's kind of look, and the NBA is kind of looking like on this front right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean the the vaccination rate for the uh, for for NHL is good. Um, so that uh, so that's good. Good, good, good. All right. We're going to take a, a swing at some predictions here, guys. I sent you some questions. I had to refer to some older questions. I came up with some newer ones because uh, I didn't think that um, when will Ryan Spooner be traded was a valid question anymore. I don't know where you are, Ryan. I hope everything's going well. Anyway. Yeah, actually, I, I, you know, yeah. where he is these days. I don't know. I don't know. All right. So... We'll start off with who's going to lead and goals this season. I, uh, uh, should I say mine first or Nick's first or. Uh, I'm assuming we're all going to be in agreement on this one, but we'll see. Okay. Let's say all at once. One, two, three. Pasta. 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 Okay. So we all agree on pasta. I'm going to write that down. Pasta. Nick also agrees on pasta. Incidentally. Yes. 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 (laughs) And you know what? I, I bet we're all going to agree on assists, but we'll we'll try it uh, anyway. Are we all going to agree on this? Should I say it all at once or should we do it one by one? We must all agree on this one. This one's pretty low. Okay, okay, ready? Two. One, two, three. Brad! Yeah, oh. Brad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, I just want to say that I did not get Tim or jeff's results so this is i mean because you're to be here that's why i didn't send them to you oh no no you i didn't need them want... in advance 
I didn't yeah. want you to. I like it when I'm surprised. <laughs> surprised is fun. I write it all down in my notebook. Woohoo! So sad. So many surprises so far. <laughs> I I know, but you know, I mean, no Anthony running around saying that Craig she's going to lead the team in balls. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yes. Or what did he say about Spooner one time? That was funny. <laughs> okay. And <That> points. <laughs> and points. We're probably all going to agree on this again. But ready. One, two, three. Brad. Brad. Yeah, Brad. Okay. Yep. Okay. So no surprises because we're smarter after seven years. <laughs> or are we? We have fucked around and we have found out and we know better now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait till we get to bold predictions. Then we'll figure that out. <laughs> okay. Oh, there'll be, there'll be some fucking around going on there. Yeah. <laughs> I usually go very safe, but we'll see. Will the Bruins make the playoffs? Uh, Nick and I have both said yes. 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 Yeah, Tim. Okay, yeah. Tim. Yeah, Tim's just being coy. It's really good. He's <laughs> keeping us in suspense, you know? All right. So this is a two-parter, um, and you don't have to take part in the second one. But the first part is, where will they place in the Atlantic slash floor the East? And then the bonus question is the second one is uh, point total. So... Um, I said second and 106. Nick said third and 104. Third and uh, 101. Okay, so uh, he, I'm sorry. He said 101, not 104. So you said third and 98? Ooh. I did. Wow, Tim. To me, grinder division, there's going to be a lot of points left on the table. <laughs> I, I, I say second and 100 even. Ooh, it's like price of right uh, price is right rules here, huh? That's gonna be great. And the actual total is seventy five. Nobody gets it. Ouch! Ouch! <laughs> Ouch. That, that, that would be, be bad. Sad. That would yeah. be bad. That would be bad. <laughs> that's that, that's that's a lottery season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's terrible. They're not gonna be. They're not. It's not gonna be seventy. Something really bad would have to happen. Like, we don't say it. Okay, I'm not gonna don't. say. It. I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it. Okay. Will Charlie Coyle start and end the season at 2C? And I expect Jeff to give me a book on this and to give me a little pushback. So um, I said yes. So did Nick. Yes for both. Ah! Uh, <laughs> uh, Jeff, I knew you were going to give me a little pushback on this. He's absolutely starting there. And there's no fucking scenario he's finishing there. <laughs> I, I'm with Jeff. I was gonna I was yes and no. Like yes he starts, no finish. Okay. So I set that question up as to be answered as like an all yes or an all no. Okay. And no. Well that can't be you can't answer the question that way. But I refuse. <laughs> I'll leave it blank. But, but no, I, I'm just gonna rec I'm just gonna record your answer as you gave it to me. Yes. And no. Now, I left plenty of room in the middle for him to not be 2C. Uh, so so there you go. He could start the season at 2C. He can end the season at 2C. And there could be a whole period of time where he's not 2C. See, this question's tricky. If, here's, the thing, here's the thing about that reasoning is if he loses 2C for a while and then wins it back, that probably means things have gone badly for the team. Yeah, That's and a the scenario problem. we do not want. 
Okay, okay. I, I hear Basically, you. Basically, it means he started with it, didn't deserve it. No one else grabbed it by the balls or got injured or did and got injured. And then he ended up back there. Both of those are bad. <laughs> okay. All right. I just answered yes. I didn't even answer. I'm just saying that this question can be taken so many different ways. We can ignore the middle part. We can just talk about like how you think it's going to go. I recorded your question, your answers as yes and no, because you took the question as two different parts, basically. Yeah, okay. I assumed it was like I couldn't. I, I wasn't even prepared to fathom it being the same man, being one question. Yeah, same here. I thought it was two separate. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. I recorded your answer as such. All right. Is this the year that Charlie McAvoy will be a Norris finalist? Yes. Yes, because I think he's going to have more points, and for some of for some reason, Norris voters look at points. He also has that. He's also, even though he's still pretty young, has that he's due element to him. He's going to be he's going to be the trendy pick for a lot of people, but I think it's legit. I said no, because I feel like I feel like he's going to get caught up and not and not produce the points that he needs to produce for that. And you're right; it's absolutely become the most offensive defenseman, which is not what. The but like, even if he's getting power play one minutes now instead of Grizz, and Grizz isn't even on a power play unit now, which is interesting to me because I don't really think we have the personnel to run a one a one defenseman power play on the second unit. But whatever, okay. Um, I'm just saying. I I said no. It's okay. Did I say that I was going to be right about anything after the things I was right about in the beginning of the podcast? I said, I'm going to be wrong about everything. It's fine until I'm right on this one. <laughs> All right. It's time for bold predictions or a bold prediction. You only need to have one, but if you have multiple, that's fine too. Let's talk about Nick's first. Nick's, I loved Nick's answer. It was fun. Bruins stunned Tampa Bay Lightning and reached the Eastern Conference final. Beat the Leafs in the first round, but you said bold and that's not a bold prediction. Beating the Leafs in the second round would be a bolder would be a bold prediction. Because you're saying the Leafs got to the second round. <laughs> and we all know that's not gonna happen. Let's have a good laugh about that one right now. <laughs> I mean, like when you're a team that was like clearly given the mandate, get out of the first round this year. So you sign Nick Ritchie and Andre Kasha because they on a team nominally in in Kasha's case <laughs> on a team that made it to the second round <laughs> Nick Nick Richie is a top left winger <laughs> Oh that's funny Okay ready Marshy is going to be a heart finalist This is the year this is the year it happens Okay, despite everything I said, saying the team's going to be wrong, except for their second with 106 points, Marshy's going to be a heart finalist. <laughs> I don't know if he'll win it, but he'll be a finalist. And get this, okay, because you know I got to have one about my boy. Brandon Carlo wears number 25 this year. Actually, in November, he's going to turn 25. Can you believe it? Can you believe he's going to be 25? So you're going to predict he's going to get 25 points this season? He's going to have 10 goals and 15 assists for 25 points, baby. 
Ten goals. Ten goals. I'm that sick of being that specific is going to hurt you here. Being that specific is going to hurt you bad here. But I'm. <laughs> you go bold, baby. You go bold or you go home. <laughs> Wouldn't that like equal his career total? Uh, no, no. He's. I, I'm. I'm going to look right now because I forgot. I, I'm, I'm on this. my way as well. Yeah. Okay. Um. He has had. <laughs> He's got 15, 15 goals. 15, 40, 55, which is actually like... Way more than I expected. He's, he's, got, he's got 40 assists in his career. I'm actually like, oh, cool. This is his year, baby. He's got that BDE, the big daddy energy. He got it. I mean, sometimes that swings the other way really hard, though, right? So we'll see. But Oh, my God. I'm going bold. I'm telling you, he's getting 10 goals and 15 assists for 25 points. If he gets more than that, that's even better. Okay. So there you go. I got two for you. I don't know. I think that second one's pretty bold. The first one might be just, eh, I don't know. All right. So which one of you knuckleheads wants to go? I'll let Tim go last. I'll go. Um, so this is all one prediction. Oh, So boy. I'm all or nothing. It's going to be a book, isn't it? Okay. All or nothing. Okay. Yes. I got it. So... Brad's a heart finalist. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Patrice finally gets his fifth selkie and sets the record, and he can do away with this Bob Gainey nonsense. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, that was another one I was thinking about. Okay. Cool. Pasta gets the Richard. Okay. Yeah. McAvoy gets the Norris. Oh, he's not just the and fire. Swayman gets the Calder. Oh, shit! Oh, man! All of the awards, although, again, I'm only saying finalists because I don't actually think they would get... That that Brad would actually win, regardless of whether he deserves it or not, because he's Brad. But... Oh, boy! Oh, Brad also gets an Art Ross in the process, because why not? Fuck it. Who What? (laughs) What? Brad also gets the Art Ross in the process, which is why he's an actual finalist as opposed to getting slighted is the other thing. Yeah. Are you, are you really putting that in there? That's a big get. No, I'm not really putting that one in there. That was a bit much, you know, even I don't believe it. Even, I, I can't even I can't convince myself to believe that. <laughs> all the others, all the others are individually plausible. All of them together is not which is why it's my bold prediction. McDavid would have to be put on LTIR like Kucherov for anybody else to be um, a, a, the Art Ross guy. Well, and then, and then of course, you know, Drysaddle still exists. Oh, I know, Drysaddle. Maybe both of them. <laughs> that would save them about $22 million in cap. I mean, <laughs> I mean, sure, it would serve no purpose if they're missing their only two actual NHL caliber talents. But. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun to think about though <laughs> the mystery of others it's you know shot for it is fun <laughs> all right tim <laughs> anyway so yeah i uh yeah i i and I, I, I there's no partial credit for me there they all have to go right because fuck it lol <laughs> okay all right i wrote that down all one prediction Whew. okay tim <laughs> yeah so mine is kind of staying on theme here 
my first one is that uh, Linus Ulmark is a Vesna finalist. Oh, that one's uh, that's feisty. <laughs> yeah, it's also okay. completely it's also completely incompatible with my with, with my with my prediction. So that's fun. Okay, it's also completely scenario. incompatible. There's no with way Walmart. you get because you no way get Ulmark as a finalist and Swayman as a Calder as a Calder winner. That's that, 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 that those can't coexist. Okay, okay, that's a that's fine because that's it requires fine. one of them to have, one of them to have completely seized the starting position, right? You can't have both; it won't work. <laughs> okay, okay. Hey, hey, it's Tim's bold predictions. Let's let Tim oh, have yeah. his bold predictions. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just commenting. Okay, okay. We're we're not we're not judging other people's bold predictions, even though you judge the shit out of mine. But that's okay. <laughs> my second one contradicts my first one. I have Swain as a finalist. <laughs> I had both. Uh, you Swayman have Swain as, as a Vezina finalist? No, Calder finalist. Okay, okay. okay. Alright. All right. So we and, and combined um, they, they win the Jennings. Oh, combined they win Jennings. Okay, that's cool. Okay, um, you're just hedging your bets. That's all. Yeah. And my last one. You no know, pushing all in for Tim. Nope, nope, nope. Little tiny <laughs> bets on every single spot on the roulette wheel. <laughs> hey, 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 that, that could be smarter. It can be. Okay. All right. My, my last one is that Eric Howell returns to Vegas form and just goes absolutely insane on the third line. And that the third line has as many points as the second line. Wow. Now, how do you define second line in this context? Knowing that uh, the personnel will be a, a, probably a moving target. So, with the center, um, I have, right now, it would be coil. As of right now, so I have so, so. How are you calculating second line points? Are you saying, look, Hall, Smith, and whoever plays the most games at center? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because like you count everyone that rolls through that, uh, that 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 would probably be self defeating for you. No, yeah, yeah, it's whoever plays the most uh, games at center. Okay. All right. All right. There we go. That that sounds like bold predictions to me. Honestly, like this is some of the most exciting bold predictions we've had in ages. Well, we don't have to trade Spooner well, so anymore. Did, you didn't rattle off. <laughs> I mean, like, like, like you know. Yeah, I was gonna say we got nothing to prove. We're always wrong. It's fine. <laughs> you know what? When nothing is on the line, it's fun to be wrong, right? If one of our lives were on the line, it would not be fun. It would be very unfun. It's okay. It's it's good. It's good to have fun. Um, and sometimes we have more than one prediction, and that's fine too. I mean, like I'd I also point out that I just had a I just had a, I I have a sweeping the awards while only getting third in our division. <laughs> yeah. Okay. See. <laughs> I didn't even think about the implications of different predictions of mine against one another. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> It ain't bold if you don't contradict something else. <laughs> <laughs>
Because like if your individual players have those kinds of seasons, you have no business being anything but a cup finalist. (laughs) (laughs) Yet they finished third. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hello, Mika. Oh, yeah. I thought he was actually talking to somebody other than the dog. And that was where it was like, oh, okay. All right. So we should probably wrap this up. Yeah, probably like explore dinner. It's like 830 here or about to be. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I smell something being made downstairs and I have no idea what it is. So that's cool. I'm glad that he remembered he has to make something. All right. Does he forget sometimes? No, no. Usually I make everything or I say, I don't want to cook. Can we just order something? That's usually, and that's exactly how it comes out. Because when I don't want to cook, which is actually all the time, but when I really don't want to cook, I really sound like that. So sometimes I calculate it in advance and forget the thought protein. Provide an excuse. Mm. well i i bought some fresh wings and we have a new air fryer so i think he wanted uh i i honestly don't know how to use the whole thing so i thought well he'll have fun playing with it like it's kind of his baby now so it's fine It's, it's, it's all good i vaguely know how to turn it on i mean we got one the ones that's like um it's like seven functions in one so it's not just the baskets that you pull out. It's like it looks like a a, um, a toaster oven, and then it also flips back. I mean, it's essentially what it's essentially what an air fryer is is a convection toaster oven. So, well, this one flips back, so you have more counter space. Anyway, you know, I don't know if I really want to talk about any of the pre-scheduled games as pre-scheduled pre-season games. Why don't you just tell us the one game we really need to know about, Jeff? So, season opener is, I don't have it in front of me, but is Friday the, is it Friday or Saturday? Fuck. It, you need it in front of me. It's, um, it's Saturday. Okay, the 16th yep. of October in Boston against the Dallas Tyler Seggins and his peg leg. Okay, um, sure. I mean, that's perfect for him to be shipping up to Boston with his... Wooden leg. Hmm. Or to find his wooden I mean, like, leg. Yeah, I mean, like, I remember seeing some of those pictures from last spring from during his rehab there. And he, like, like, like the, the leg that he had the surgery on was, like, basically down to bone with some skin stretched across it. So the fact that he's able to skate at all at this point is rather impressive. Yeah. Oh, hey, you could look at it this way as, like, the 2010 draft revisited. I mean, from my perspective, it's like... I get to, you know, see Bruins play, get a team with one, with the guy that's been one of my longtime favorite non-Bruins, Joe Pavelski. So I'll call it there. I don't I don't really care about Ty Ty at all. It's okay. All right. That's fine. That's fine. Um, wh- why that game is important, other than being the, ga- the season opener for the Bruins and the home opener uh, for the Bruins, is that uh, we are going to talk about that game because we will return – for season seven on uh well we will record on the 17th the day after so we will have one game to talk about 
Uh, and we're going to be very excited to tell you what changes we have in mind for this season. So we will do that in the next podcast. But two weeks away, buddy. Two weeks away. We're going to talk about that and we're going to have real games. Oh, my God. It's so exciting. Okay. So maybe you can tell everybody who's currently listening where they can listen to us if they choose to listen to us from different areas or different podcast forms or whatever. Platforms. So, listeners, you've been listening to Barely on Topic. <laughs> For the longest time, I've said not really meaning it wherever your favorite podcasts are found. But at this point, the list is so long, that is all I'm going to say. You can listen to us wherever you damn well please, because we're approximately everywhere. We are now on Audible. On Audible. Believe yeah. it or not. This was the least edition. At this point, it's entirely too long to say them all. So just listen to us. <laughs> and the podcast is now supposedly embedded in our Facebook page. Oh, so when I oh. post it to SoundCloud, which is our home, it RSSs to everywhere. And one of them is our Facebook page. So I probably won't. I don't know what I'll do. We'll we'll figure it out together. But anyway, we're going to be there. Speaking of that Facebook page, we're at Barely on Topic podcast on Facebook. And of course, at Barely on Topic on Twitter. And then, of course, if you want to talk to us, there are individual Twitter accounts. I am at Dr. Hand Grenade. I am at Tim A. Richardson. And I am at 10 plus 15 equals 25 BDE, baby, dot EDU. Also known as that VA from RI. Word! <laughs> <laughs>